Three, two, one. Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I am here with my co-host, uh, Corey Lynn of Corey Diggs and the Sharp Edge. How are you guys doing? Hi. We are doing good. You're doing good? We had a break off. It's good to be back. Yeah. It feels like ages, right? It does. Well, yeah, kind of. I don't know. Time flies for me. I never know what day it is. Yeah, I know. It's like... I happens to me too like I'll, I'll make something like some sort of content i'll be like oh, i should do another one soon and then i'll look at it and it's like seven days have gone by like this is horrible what's <laughs> happening <laughs> how, how, how was your thanksgiving there everyone have fun get away yeah it's good good times good times. it was good i spent half of mine writing part four of my report and then i spent the other half with my family <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I i was just here by myself Oh, <laughs> yeah, because we, we don't have Thanksgiving. All my friends are gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're 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 having a bit of a different layout today. I think it's going to be more of the Corey show today than anything else because she's growing up. <laughs> I have a lot adrenaline. to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there has there has been nothing but bombshells this past week, and I don't know if everyone knows just how big some of this stuff is. Yeah, so we, we, there's been a lot lot going on in the political realm, so we're going to talk about a plethora of those things. I'm going to have a little bit of a talk about the 60 Minutes interview with YouTube, um, several Epstein updates. Corey's going to talk a bit about her report, uh, part three and four of the transgender, uh, exploiting transgenders, um, and we're just going to go into a few random topics as well and see where it takes us. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Corey, that's been playing on your mind? Oh, I'm going to be talking I, about these indictments that rolled out last night, but I have, I have a whole list of things to go over. I know you're ready to go. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so let, let's talk about a few things that have happened this week, just little things. Uh, Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris talked out yesterday. Yep. Yes. Well, we were, Don't have to right. listen to her anymore. Yeah, nope. following it two percent. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think I I think I can roll into uh, roll into Biden with this one while we're talking about this sort of stuff. I, I'm at a stage now, like I, look, I don't like the guy. I think he's extremely creepy, but it's at the stage now where he's clearly got dementia. Yeah, there's something going on there for sure. He's he's clearly got dementia and he's just some of the stuff he's talking about and some of the mistakes he's making from that Totus Biden thing, the corn pop thing, <laughs> the thing the other day about his and hairy he, legs. Hairy's legs and he knows about roaches. And like loves these, kids these, sitting on his lap. I know. It's just like it he's completely just... tone deaf. He just really does not understand how out of touch and creepy he is but it but but it's dementia because he's not he's not stringing things together properly right and it, it's just it's different topics in one sentence and you're like i mean because what does roaches have to do with what, what was he saying like it, it's it's just this right random word right it was there. really yeah and it's it's just uh it's so strange man and i'm like i I would like to say that I kind of feel bad for him, but I kind of don't. He put himself in this position. No, but, I don't feel bad for that man. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's – and the thing that's got me here, because I've, I've looked at some polls, and now I don't really believe the polls, but they're good to get some sort of an indication, especially in the Democratic side. And I, I think he's, he's definitely the front runner still. By, by a decent margin. Which and is absurd. It, utterly which is absurd. absurd. Right? It, it makes absolutely no sense. Especially, his campaign is horrible. Right? There's no way he's pulling that high. Yeah. But... I think it's just name he, name recognition. It's his affiliation with Obama and the Obama administration. He's just, you know, coattailing. And yeah, but, but Obama's refused to endorse him. I know, but it, yeah, right. I, it, I think that's really the only appeal that people have for him. I mean, I, there's nothing there that he offers. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I think because of the liberal 
the elitist, rich, liberal Democrats that, you know, that don't want socialism. But Biden is their preferred candidate in every way, shape or form, right? If he does become the nominee, that that is going to push so many more independents and even leftists, I think, more to the right. Because once again, if he does become the nominee, I think to me, it pretty much shows that once again, they've rigged the primaries just like they did in 2016. Yeah. I mean, I would not, I would not uh, be surprised or shocked in any way if that's the case. So, I mean, they did it against Sanders. Mm-hmm. And if they do it against Sanders again, because Sanders, Sanders does have a lot of supporters. Let's not forget that. He doesn't have a, uh, an amount that would give him uh, the presidency, but he does have a lot of supporters. Right, if you get a lot of them like walking away and like it out, crazy. I think they're going nowhere fast. I think Michael Bloomberg, Mini Mike, as Trump likes to call him, is going nowhere fast. And uh, he just recently instructed his news organization not to investigate any Democratic presidential candidates, including himself, but that they oh. should investigate Trump, which is hilarious. So, in other words, <laughs> we don't want our news organization, you know, we don't want journalism, we don't want reporting, we don't want truth. This is all about just taking back power, which should be a real eye opener for um, everyone on all sides. But he's, he's, hmm. It's just, it's blatant propaganda. It's blatant. Yeah, they don't care uh, anymore. Control. They're desperate. They're, they are. Yeah, they, they, they don't are. care at all. They, it's, they, it's, they, it's wild watching the show. Then we, have, then we have Georgia GOP Governor Brian Kemp, who chose Kelly, how do you say her name? Is it Loeffler? Loeffler? To fill the U.S. Senate vacancy, despite mm. everyone, including Trump, recommending Doug, Doug Collins. Mm. And she, uh, I actually don't know a whole lot about her, but um, we know that she, based on the few things that I did read, she's not exactly in our camp. So that was an interesting one as well. Yeah. Doug Doug Collins is great. I know. I know. It's fantastic. So so we also have, uh, (laughs) did you guys see that? I think it, 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 was just just came out last night on Fox. Um, Nunes filed a $435 million defamation lawsuit against CNN, accusing them of publishing numerous egregiously false and defamatory statements about him on November 22nd. So journalist uh, Vicky Ward reported that he had met with Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin in Vienna in 2018 to dig up dirt on Hunter and Joe Biden. And it's so absurd. I mean, he has photo proof. You know, it's, it would have been so easy for them to look into that and fact check it, but they didn't. He was in Benghazi and then he was in Malta during that time. So, so he just wow. filed a $35 million defamation lawsuit. That's That's a lot of money. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. good for him. And you got, yeah. you got, you got Sandman suing as, suing as well, the Covington school kids. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of, Lawsuits going on against mainstream media at the moment. Oh yeah, and he's su- he's Nunes is suing Twitter too, so we right. got all kinds of good stuff going on here. Mm. Um, and then we have uh, I, I really want to just like rock and roll into these indictments last night. Let's do it. <laughs> roll. Okay. This is this is the Corey show. This is Corey <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> so so last night we get a press release from the justice department saying that um, I don't even have it pulled up. I'm just like totally going from memory here saying that the, the CEO, there was a California CEO and there were seven others that were indicted on um, funneling three and a half million dollars in campaign funds to uh, democratic committees and through a presidential candidate. Only they didn't say it was, but we know it's Clinton. And what's interesting about this is many things, actually. So WAPO, at the time I saw this press release, I'm reading this going, oh, my God, this is George Nader. So I'm scanning through it as fast as I can, and then I do a search to see who's reporting on this. And the only one at that point had reported on it was WAPO and Politico. And WAPO's headline was saying that – referring to, you know, I think, I don't remember the exact headline, but it was like, 
lobbyist and Mueller investigation was was funding, um, you know, uh, Clinton and Trump. But Politico wasn't reporting on the Trump one. So I actually had to wait until like after I did my tweet thread to go back in and dig and say, okay, now there's going to be a million people reporting on this. So let's get more details. And what it was is, so get this. Okay. So George Nader, for those that don't know, I did a report back in April um, saying our Bill and Hillary Clinton involved with child trafficking because they're connected to so many people who have been indicted or convicted of crimes against children, you know, pedophilia, um, child trafficking. Laura Zuby, this goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. Same so mechanism. they surround themselves with these people. Friendships, business associates, you name it, um, pay-to-play schemes, they surround themselves with these people. Yeah, the old, an old thing my dad used to tell me a long time ago is you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, what's fantastic is last night for the first time I've seen on mainstream news, um, Tucker Carlson and, uh, oh, I just blanked her name. Tammy, is it Tammy Bruce? No idea. Forgive me if I got that wrong. Um, they were talking about, they were talking about this. They were, well, they were talking about Epstein and Zorro's ranch and how they recently said that the, those that used to work on the estate, and set up cameras and ran security and whatnot, said that the Clintons had been there several times. And so Tammy was saying, you know, when are we going to start asking these questions? When are we going to start asking Hillary, why does she surround herself with these type of people? And I was like, yes, finally, finally, right? news. They're saying this out loud. So, uh, so anyway, so back to Nader. He's in that report. He is one of those people that has been connected in with the Clintons. This guy is the the sickest, dirtiest creep. Just creeps. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sicko. So people people can go on and read that report. I won't I won't drag on about him. But child pornography. You know, um, arrested on child pornography back in the nineties. Uh, it was like abusing young children and very sick stuff. So so he. This is where it gets interesting for me. Okay, so so he comes into the Trump campaign and acts as this like middleman to other countries to help set up meetings and whatnot, which essentially he was put in there to frame him and all the while was funding Hillary Clinton with a guy who he's the CEO of Allied Wallet, which that's a whole other bad ball of wax there. And his name is um, Ahmad, which he goes by Andy. Oh, God. We got, this, this. We, we got this weird thumping sound going on. I don't know. It could be you, Corey. Huh. Mm. I'm not moving. Mm. I well, then I blame it. Anyway. It's not anyway. me. <laughs> okay. so, so his name is um, Andy. Uh, it's Ahmad, but he goes by Andy Kawaja. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And he's the CEO of Allied Wallet. Now, he was working with George Nader through his company to funnel money to these Democratic committees in which, hang on, let me pull this up real quick so I can just throw a few out here. He has funded Clinton, Adam Schiff, Joe Biden, Chris Coons, Dianne Feinstein, and and the list goes on. So, you know, up to yeah, three. Hold on three. one second. Yeah, it's okay. really bad, right? The thumping is really bad. It's like really bad. I can't hear it. I think it's coming from your mic. I don't know. And this has been going on for like every recording for a while now, but it's this time it's really bad. Really bad. It sounds like we're in a tunnel. I haven't heard it in our playbacks either. No, because I edit it out. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not moving. I mean, I'm just sitting at my desk. I don't know where else my mic's just sitting on top of my desk and it has like that rubber base. Are you still hearing it right now while I'm talking? Yeah. Hang on. I can I can feel it in my keyboard. Oh, I know what it is. Hang on. Oh, God damn it, Corey. She ruined everything. 
Just mean it has been happening for weeks. I'm t- I'm taking a guess. I'm taking a guess. I'm gonna move this. Hang on. <laughs> All right, now tell me if it stopped. Because I could feel a vibration on my keyboard, and I think it's my backup drive that's sitting three feet away. You know how like the drives will like cycle. Oh, you okay. Now? Yes. No, not now. It's no, fine. I think that that was it. I, I can't believe solved. it. I can't I believe it. it. It is like the mildest vibration. I can't believe that's creating a sound. And okay, so I have no idea where I left off. Um, you're listening. <laughs> We're keeping this in the podcast, by the way. Is it everybody? <laughs> I can feel the vibration through my keyboard. Um, all right, so. <laughs> You were listing. You were listing names just now. Okay, so great. Now I have a dog whining. Cozzy, lay down. <laughs> lay down. Don't, on, don't lay you down. love our professional production schedule? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. so he was funding, um, you know, the Clintons uh, or Hillary Clinton, I should say, Adam Schiff, Joe Biden, Chris Coons, Diane Feinstein, and the list goes on. So. While they're doing this, now we have the Mueller investigation going on, and we've got Nader in there um, with Trump. And do you guys remember when that picture came out and everyone was trying to, it was a picture of Nader with Trump, and we're all thinking, why would Trump even allow himself to have that photo taken? Because you got to know, they know this dude's background. So why did they even let him in? I'm telling you, this is a total honey trap. This is like... They, I, I bl- fully believe they allowed all this to move forward and knew what was going on the entire time. Because <clears throat> what happened is, as soon as Hillary loses, what do they do? They put a million dollars into Trump's inaugural fund, which I believe that you don't have to report where the money is spent from your inaugural fund. And I would be willing to bet that that money sat in an account collecting interest somewhere because they knew exactly what was going on and they knew it was dirty money, and they knew he was trying to frame them. Right. And I had read in one report that the, was it his campaign, Trump's campaign fund has been under investigation. Um, so I think, here's what's funny. So, they're, so what they're doing is they're going to be reporting on this as though he was, these, these individuals, which half of these individuals worked for Allied Wallet, so they're going to be reporting that, well, they were funding Clinton and a lot of Democrats, but they also funded Trump. And that is how they're going to try to spin this. But here's the catch. You can't very well say Trump was taking dirty money without saying Clinton was taking dirty money. And you can bet your butt she spent that money. Oh, yeah. that's you know, I mean, these people are all in bed together. So... So this was quite an interesting frame-up job, and um, I, am, I am so anxious to see how this unfolds. But not only that, I was looking, and back in May, Allied Wallet also was fined. Um, the judgment against Allied Wallet also imposes a $110 million equitable judgment. Now, this is because... <laughs> Uh, Andy, CEO Andy, and uh, Allied Wallet, as well as two officers, which is Amy Roundtree, and the other one is Mohammed Diab, Diab, which is one of the ones listed in this indictment right now. They just recently, in May, settled an FTC um, over allegations, settled with the FTC over allegations of knowingly processing fraudulent transactions related to scams. And what they were doing, let me just scan down here. They were intentionally hid fraud from banks and credit card networks. They were working with, um, they were working with firms that were known by law enforcement agencies as fraudulent, such as Stark Law, a uh, debt collection scheme, Telex Free, a pyramid scheme, and Moby and Digital Altitude, which are business coaching schemes. So, so they knew this. They were knowingly do, doing this. And these, this company operates in, I believe, over 190 locations, countries. 
and have set up some very interesting contracts in many places, um, such as China. And they were actually founded back in 2002. I know I'm like all over the place with this because I have all this just rolling around fresh in my brain. No, no, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm in trade. They, um, they, they, so I had like, I had told you guys a couple nights ago, I'm like, I had this big vision, saw all these dots connection, connecting, and I was starting to work on this report. And then lo and behold, these indictments come out last night and I just do a quick search. Like my gut's telling me up, oh, I know this is going to connect over here, over here and boom. So while everyone else is reporting on all of this and the money flow and, you know, the, the foreign government that uh, Nader was reporting back to, that's, met, that's talked about in the um, press release by the Department of Justice, that he was actually, you know, obviously taking instructions from a foreign government. Do we know which foreign government? They're they're not saying who, and I mean I could speculate on speculation. I don't want I don't want to I don't even want to jump the gun. I'd have to look into that further because I mean there's like a few obvious ones that pop, but he he worked a lot with uh, the Middle East. So, um, but while everyone's reporting on that, I'm going to be taking a whole different angle on this because I'm going to be wrapping this up into a report I had already started that I can now tie this into as well. So, and, and I'm sure there's, there's, there's going to be a lot coming from this. I'm telling you, I, I, I believe that this is a big money laundering front for the elite. It is a way to push funds through in multiple countries. And I'm speculating right now, but I just pulled up another one, you know, just, just for May, fines on them committing fraud. So who knows how much fraud they have um, committed over the years. I know they're in bed with a lot of high-level people from many countries. So when, when, when Corey gets a scent of something, you can be <laughs> sure that she's just, she's going to track that down. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like- <laughs> you watch how many connections she'll put together. <laughs> <laughs> She's like well, a shark that senses a little bit of blood in the water. She just yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just hammering with. I'm hammering you guys with messages. Guys, guys, this connects in. Wait to see how big this is. I'm in. I'm in bed. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's that's nice. I mean, we're literally talking about a frame job of of you know, getting into his campaign and trying to frame him there while funding Clinton. And then, and then boom, she wins and, oh, we better fund, we better fund him. I mean, the whole thing is, wow. Wow. And I, I just, I guarantee you Trump, Trump and his team knew about this the whole time. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, this guy, Nader, he had a long history of this stuff that was covered up, right? Of the child, oh, yeah. uh, the, the the pedophilia and the child porn and all that. Right, right. And so they had to know and have an eye on that guy and uh, know that he was in tight with the Clintons and uh, also probably knew about this money laundering scheme or Ponzi scheme or whatever it really was. But um, I'm sure, I mean, it's, well, Nader was part of this. Nader was working with the CEO of Allied Wallet to funnel this money through. And he was the one in connection with the foreign government. So I'll say he was like uh, they major, also, major they also in this May fraud scam that went took place, um, it was reported that Allied Wallet had created fake foreign shell companies, dummy websites, and other false info and provided it to banks to skirt rules about payment processing. So this is the level that this company goes. I'm telling you, this is the first domino in taking down a lot of people. I really believe that. Take them down, Corey. Take them down. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to physically take them down. <laughs> Oh, I'll do my best to connect some dots and get some new, fresh information out there. Go to town. So I'm going to be working on that. And then then we have another um, futile attempt at trying to 
pin things on Trump before the IG report drops on the 9th and spin things with uh, the interview, which I don't think was really an interview. I think it was just written for her on uh, Lisa Page. Oh, and Ed yeah. will tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't that? Think it, you don't think it was an interview? Uh I just think the whole thing was pre-planned and written up and it was written really bad and it was really weak and taking a woman who's supposed to hold this really strong position and making her look like a feeble little victim. Oh, totally victimizing her and making it seem as though Trump was attacking her. He's such a misogynist. Mm-hmm. And she's just, you know, this strong woman who's going to take her power back. <laughs> so it, it, it's, I'm, I'm glad you, you ladies put it that way because I couldn't get away with that. Oh, sure you could. <laughs> you could in my yeah. book. Yeah, I don't, so, I, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't care. I'll, I'll call it how it is. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been calling this, calling BS on this. It was a ridiculous interview. Don't waste your time. It was not even worth the read. But um, I had to force myself. <laughs> to read it. So You're she tweets true. out. So Lisa You're Page. Yeah, so Lisa Page, who's been t- quiet for these past two years, she tweets out, "I'm done being quiet." With the link to this supposed interview with the Daily Beast. This was on December 1st. In the interview, she's talking about how she's done being quiet and she just couldn't handle any more of the abuses from Trump because of all of his tweeting about her and his um, the things that he said at MAGA rallies about her and Peter Strzok. And, oh, it's just, she's such a victim. And uh, even though though, though it's all true, (laughs) exactly. And uh, you know, she talked about uh, you know, how these texts with her and Strzok, how it was just you know, such a violation of her privacy, such a such a you know, a, a, a private secret of hers this this affair that she had with Strzok that was just blasting out (laughs) generally are and and, uh you know she adds well you know and there was nothing illegal there you know um even though they clearly were talking about an insurance plan uh to stop Trump so uh yeah I, I don't know how much of that is accurate to say there was nothing illegal going on we shall see but this is an obvious attempt to get ahead of the IG report, which is about to drop. And she is obviously attempting to shape the narrative. And we see this a lot of times with politicians and now obviously ex-members of the FBI and DOJ and intelligence right. community. Uh, you know, they're always out there trying to shape the narrative prior to these drops. And that's exactly what's going on with Lisa Page here. It's no coincidence that she just now decided to come out right before the IG uh, report drops. So so when when do you reckon the book's going to come out? Love in the time of politics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when do you reckon? Do you want to make bet, bets on it? Uh yeah, I could, I, I could see that happening. I could. Yeah, see I reckon February, yeah, Jan, 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 Feb, maybe. Yeah, she maybe. announce her book tour. <laughs> they all do books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a sweet GoFundMe page. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's what they do. Well, that's how they launder a lot of money. We've seen that. Yeah. Well, we also had a lot of interesting. Um, Little tidbits coming out about Epstein, uh, some not quite as profound as the whole Bill and Hillary Clinton frequenting Zorro Ranch in New Mexico. Um, So we have that one. And then a new photo surfaced of Maxwell with Epstein and Prince Andrew at the Ascot race course in 2000. And then the crown princess of Norway had met with uh, Epstein several times between 2011 and 2013, following an introduction by mutual acquaintances. They don't say who, but I think it's safe to say Maxwell. Maxwell. He came out to apologize. She's a link to everything. Yep. Yep. And uh, so she came out to apologize and says that she should have looked into him further because she didn't realize just how bad his crimes were. 
yeah. Was so, this before which is, or after his first um, outing of him being a pedophile? What's that? Was this before or after like people knew that he was a pedophile? Oh, no, this is after. This yeah, is he got released. 2011 and 2013, so this is a few years after. Right. And, yeah. and the joke here is that the Clintons have been in bed with Norway. They've given millions to the Clintons. And um, we know the Clintons are were tight with Epstein. Um, so, so who knows? Maybe it wasn't Maxwell. Maybe it was the Clintons that were the mutual acquaintances. Mm. But it, there's, it, it, there's it, a lot of nefarious stuff going down with Norway. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I sent that article to... Um... Corey the other day, Edge. And the first thing she said, she's like, hmm, no way. No way is dirty. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think it's a safe bet that any royals are, you know, somehow, right. some way connected. Right. Uh, it just oh, seems yeah. to be part of that upper echelon, the elites. They all have this taste for right. the things that uh, Epstein was a pure procurer of. So, And speaking of royals, Prince Charles told Prince Andrew's younger brother that there would be no way back into the family in the near future. Mm. So things are looking a little grim there. And in the meantime, the lawyer for five women accusing Epstein of abusing them came out and said that they want Prince Andrew to testify in court because they allege he witnessed how people were given massages at the sex offenders' homes. Mm. So Andrew into trouble. So no, no, no wonder the no wonder the Queen and all that are distancing themselves as much as they can at the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, really- because this stuff with Epstein is not gonna die. It's it's gonna keep going. So I think it's gonna come out in dribbles. Um but it's going to come out. I, I think it's one of those things now where it's too big of a story that it can't just be swept away because everyone will continue asking about it. it it's And, and this and is both, both sides of the political fence. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not just uh, us who lean more right, but it's, it's there's heaps of liberals asking... It, for the, it doesn't matter the reason why. It doesn't matter if they think he's connected to Trump or whatever. The fact that they're asking the question means that it's not going to die, especially when it comes from both sides. Right, right. Well, well the, um, the interesting thing about Epstein is that it didn't really matter your party affiliation. He wanted to compromise everyone. So oh. there's, <laughs> and, and I think and, that people on both sides of the yeah, aisle are guilty of that. And so oh, 100%. that's let's why. Not be, let's not be. Um, fools here there's this this a lot of dodgy people on the right we know mm-hmm. this we've seen this oh, yeah the swamp on both sides we're, we're we're not under any del- you know delusion of that right like, clean them out clean mm. them out on both sides mm. evil has no party affiliation exactly. <laughs> i wonder how uh trump's visit with the queen went yeah so he he he, uh, he went the other day met with um uh, the Queen, Prince Charles, of course, uh, the the younger ones weren't there, Merkel and uh, Harry, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're the young political activist leaders of the Orange Man Bad movement. So, the, of <laughs> course, of course, they can't go there and show any respect um, <laughs> to, to him. But um, j- just like last year, because he's, he's been to Britain a few times now for different things. Uh, he was there this time on the sidelines of the NATO summit. Um, and yeah, just like previous years, they, they held a anti, anti-Trump protest, um, which happens every year. I've, uh, you know, they've, they've got names for these parties now, the Trump, the Trump, the stop Trump coalition, right? Which is, which is, so it's like, it's become a political party, the stop Trump coalition. Right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So, Ridiculous. so yeah, I know, right? So they're doctors and nurses, apparently, of the country's national health services. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much of this bullshit going on. The, 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 the funny thing, of, one of the things that happened with this meeting, that kind of, kind of like stood out to me, and I was like, oh, this is so much bullshit, is uh, Jeremy Corbyn, 
who is running against Boris Johnson, obviously. Um, Trump was asked something. Um, he, he was asked a question about um, the British general election. Mm-hmm. And and he's he he promised to stay out of it. Um, he said, "I have no thoughts on it." Um, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, the, the, his exact words was, "I have no thoughts on it. It's going to be a very important election for this great country, but I have no thoughts on it." Um, he, he said that earlier, and then later he was asked again. Apparently, he couldn't resist giving his opinion on Boris Johnson, saying Boris Johnson is very capable, and I think he will do a good job. Now, from that, Jeremy Corbyn tweeted out, Donald Trump is trying to interfere in Britain's election to get his friend <laughs> Johnson elected. Uh, it, yeah, I know, right? So this is this big tweet about it, right? And then, of course, they've spun this into a whole article saying world leaders rarely violate diplomatic norms and wade into other, and wade into other countries' elections, right? But let's not forget what happened a month ago before Canada's election when Obama literally tweeted out, vote for Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's not that's not interference. Right, that, right. No, no. no write-up about that, right? But Trump saying that I like Boris Johnson is, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's. Uh, there's a, well, there, and he, he knew they'd put that spin on it. Of course. Of course. But there's nothing wrong with endorsing a, a candidate. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's it's yeah. I, it, but it happens all the time. It's just exactly. It's like like I said, people tweet out their preferences in every way, shape, or form. But it's the hypocrisy that I'm calling out here. Exactly. It, it, exactly. It, it's the complete hypocrisy when Trump can't say something like that. It's yes. it's election interference with Trump, but it's just yeah, endorsing a candidate with anyone else. Yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like kind of like the censorship that happens with us and what's going on with uh, YouTube coming up on the tenth. And you know, I only got to see I, I was able to go into um, I don't have cable, so you know I'll stream stuff, um, but I don't have cable, so I I missed the sixty minutes interview, but I was able to grab about. I think about eight minutes of it. I didn't get to see the whole thing. So did either of you get to see that whole interview? Yeah, I w- look, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, it was really hard to watch. It, 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 <laughs> the, 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 I struggle to watch these things now, but we do it so you guys don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's just to it. Um, but like, so, so just to paint this picture is it was – Two multi-millionaires, a news anchor that's worth forty million that was wearing gold chains, probably worth a hundred k and a sweater, and a multi-millionaire CEO talking about why YouTube hasn't censored more. Pre- pretty, pretty much was the gist of this whole thing, right? right. And uh, they, they went into a few things that, like, and it, it's funny how they kind of how they talk. And how they make it look like it's actually an interview. Like, you know they're in cahoots, right? But like, it's like they kind of ask Susan Wojcicki some sort of hard question that's apparently hard, but it's not. Like, like, like they're being real journalists. It's really funny. Like, if, if watching the interaction between these two elitists. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but she, she wants the world to know that, you know, they, they want to calm, they, they, they want to curve harmful speech, right? It's one of the things she said. So what is harmful speech? We well, course, are, in her eyes. I, well, yes. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> when you want to go down with it, right? But there's, there's, there's no underlining here of harmful speech or what it is. And she kept going on at, like, you know, look at all the hateful things that have been on our site. And while they were talking about that, they were showing videos of Steve Crowder, Lauren Southern, um, two people that I actually really love. Right, yeah. they're really they're really good at what they do, but it, it's funny how they implement that with what they're talking about to give that, you know, that mind that view for people that don't know. Because let's face it, who watches sixty minutes on a regular, right? Right. Yeah, you, you have to be over sixty years old. I was just gonna say that you I don't have say, a young demographic. No, it's elderly people who still watch, you know, TV, you know, basic cable. Yeah, exactly. And it's, so it's catering to these normalies that don't really know who these people are or can't really work out what they're talking about. But 
of course, it's they're pushing their ideology and even the news outlets, the way they're framing it is they, they're really scared. The mainstream media is losing a lot of their power. And now people that have not even half the cost, pretty much no cost, can sit in their lounge rooms, can bring up a laptop, can edit a video and can put out their own stuff. Right? right, and that is more reliable than the mainstream media because there's no big donors backing them. Right, right? they're under no obligation, and that scares the the mainstream media, and that scares any elitist corporation trying to control any narrative. Right, and that's why they got to shut these people down. That's why you got to shut down good journalists like Lauren Southern, and you got to shut down people like Steve Crowder, because especially close to the election. Oh, of course, right? And so, so we're, we're cheeky talking about a few other things. Uh, they're trying, they're like, 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 I love how she tries to be and tries to spin it like they're some sort of saviors here in this mm-hmm. field, that they're trying to remove it because, you know, she believes it's so important for our society at the moment. Right. You know, they're going to gonna protect us, everyone. It. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 going to protect government. us. That's it. So listen to them. They, she also talked about how she's tackling misinformation, conspiracy theories. And when, when she mentioned conspiracy theories, she, so, she so showed um, anti-vaccine clips, um, QAnon stuff, uh, flat earth stuff. And I love how they add that little one which, in there. Which, yeah. And that pisses me off, you know, with this whole anti-vax thing. Because we have scientists, like renowned scientists that have done reports on this. And we've got tons of them out there. So, so some scientists say this and other scientists say this, and a lot of them are being paid off. And there's, there's discrepancies and there's debate and they're going to conclude that those that are against vaccines or have reported or documented that they cause issues or it needs more oversight, um, more control. That's conspiracy. We're talking about scientists. So no, exactly. We have, we have facts, we have science to back up a, um, the other side of the narrative of vaccines. And I think that a lot of people that would be considered anti-vax, it's not that they're against vaccines. They're against what is being put in vaccines that shouldn't be put in vaccines right. and, and want more oversight. It's not that we, that necessarily, I mean, some people, I, I guess there's varying opinions among people who are against vaccines, but I think in, uh, a lot of those people really aren't completely cr- across the board against vaccines. It's simply that fact that they want to know what the heck is being injected into their kids because they won't disclose that. And exactly. everything is behind closed doors and everything is kept a secret. And when there's and we- a major screw up or something that uh, really, you know, is just egregious, it's covered up. And Well, and it's not just that. Some of it's not even covered up. Like in my report, I listed several legal cases that have happened over the years where they, well, not really legal cases, but more the, the government putting uh, millions and millions of dollars of fines on some of these manufacturers for not putting proper safety labels on or knowing, knowing that the, their science concluded it could cause something and they didn't disclose that and people ended up getting cancer. So they get fined and they just keep going. But you know, we're not allowed to report those facts. We're considered anti-vaxxers. Right. No, it's like getting a slap on the wrist for killing people. Are you kidding me? Hmm. Right. But like with, with, with all these things, like even, so look, we got to go back to, you know, people's own personal ability to judge for themselves. Mm -hmm. What is real? What is not? And to have the option to look at whatever the hell they want. So, like, I, I don't think there's many people out there that go believe this flat earth theory, but there's some, okay, whatever, whatever you want to do. Because I know, to, like, like, come on, right? The word's not flat. But, but, but... I don't know, dude. I've seen a lot of good science on both sides there. 
There are, there are actually a I'm, lot I'm, of flat earthers. I'm I'm yeah, shocked by that. I'm, that I'm shocked by it. I, yeah, I, I don't buy it at all. But, but, but I hate how legitimate arguments are lumped in with you know stuff that like that too. You know. But 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 like I said, people should have the right to see it. Of course, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter if if it's bullshit or not. The a person's own judgment. You know, there's there's nothing illegal about that. There's no. nothing, you know, wrong with putting those things up. It might be bullshit to some. It could be full-on conspiracy to the other. But it, there's nothing illegal there. Let the people determine doing for themselves. Wrong. Exactly. Let people determine for themselves. And that's what YouTube's trying to be here. They're trying to be gatekeepers of information, what they believe is conspiracy, what they believe is misinformation. And at the well, same time, they've all been doing. mainstream media. Right, and at the same time, pushing up mainstream media as their authoritarian sources, CNN, MSNBC, because they're partnered with them. That's not that's not bullshit here, right? They're getting right. heaps of ad revenue and all that from all these people, but but they're the people getting on top of the algorithm. So I've I've always been a firm believer that the best ideas will always rise to top in a society, right? But if you're manufacturing these ideas. And if you're purposely skewing it and you, censoring and censoring it, you're artificially other... creating the society that you want. Yes. You're not you're you're not letting it grow and expand in like at, as as it should be naturally. Social engineering. Well, no, they've, they've been controlling it since the beginning of time. Controlling the narrative is their game. So. And they're losing control of the narrative and screen. They are. They definitely are. That's that's why you should all go follow us on BitChute because alt text is going to be really important in the coming future. So if you listen to us here, if you don't have a BitChute account, definitely get on it because they, these guys are going to come hard. We don't know if they're going to come for us. We don't know if they're going to find us or whatever, but it's always good to have backups. And, well, and we're also on Stitcher and SoundCloud. So I'm, I'm trying to get on uh, uh, the Google uh, uh, podcast app as well. I'm having trouble with this country, but hopefully I'll be able to do it in the next couple of days. So cool. I, I'm going to get on that, people. Sorry. <laughs> get on that speaker. Come on. I'm, think, I'm, I'm busy, man. Right? I've got a personal life, too. Mm. You do? I don't have a personal life. All I do is work. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to give people a heads up because I think the last time... It was two, it's been two weeks since we did our last podcast. So I had covered parts mm. one and two of my exploiting transgender report. And I don't want to go like spend a lot of time or go in depth on this, but. Cause we've three, gone for about, we've gone for about 40 minutes. Yeah. Right. Okay. So parts three and four um, are out now and uh, it has turned out to be a 63 page report. So if you prefer to have that in PDF format on your computer or to print it out, uh, it is available in the bookshop on my site now for download. Um, part three, I get into the funders and the profiteers, which is a really, really important um, section to all of this. And uh, there's a lot of connections. I'm sure you'll be shocked when I tell you Google the Clintons and Bill and Melinda Gates. What? Uh, and and <laughs> 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 uh, no, not shocked. And uh, in, in part four, I get into the manufacturing of a reality because like I was saying before, everyone's under the illusion that they're trying to normalize this and we're still in the social engineering stage and we are way beyond that. And we are in the sales and marketing push right now. They already have institutionalized this. It is embed, embedded in every institution from hospitals to clinics to um, you know, K through 12 schools, through colleges and universities, putting together advocate teams. They've, they've built their army. They have people on boards everywhere. Um, so I highly recommend people come in and read this. Uh, in part four, I got into a lot of the legislation as well. They're um, it, it, it's really scary guys where this is headed. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to, I know these are long, so I don't know if you two have had a chance to get through this yet, but it's really alarming because there are actual court cases, um, that show this and, 
to, to where what they're doing is they've got these groups going around. They are literally training and programming judges and CPS and teachers and their, you know, counselors. And they're saying, this is how you handle these situations. And if a child seems confused, you know, this is how you deal with gender um, dysphoria. And if they're struggling on telling their parents, this is how you handle their parents. You always want to try to get one parent on board, but if you can get both, that's great. I mean, it's, it's a whole, they're, they're getting everyone involved in the brainwashing of it. Right. And it's really dangerous. And they're, so there's been cases where what happens is if a child is, you know, confused and the counselor is suggestive and determine, okay, this child has gender dysphoria and wants to get on puberty blockers. So we need to get the parents on board. Well, South Dakota just tried to pass legislation that would give parents the right, which is ridiculous that this should even be in legislation. It should be an automatic right and choice of the parents. But they tried to pass legislation saying that the parent had the right to determine whether or not their child should go on puberty blockers or, or move into transitioning. And they shot it down, leaving the door wide open. So for medical neglect, th this is where we're headed. And people need to really pay attention to what's happening in their states and in their schools um, because they're trying to, this is an industry. They're not just trying to confuse and convert children and, um, you know, head towards one world governance and create mass confusion in society, create a socialist environment. All of that's part of this, but this is a huge money-making industry. And like I said in the other podcast, you know, Planned Parenthood is on board with this and they're the second largest provider of gender affirming hormone therapy in our nation. And they're doing it under reproductive rights they're not even saying that you need to see a mental health professional. They'll just hop you right on those prescriptions. So we're heading into very, we're in dangerous waters. And I know it, it's a lot to reverse at this point. And it really is. I'm telling you, I mean, I don't know, Edge with like the school system. Um, don't, don't you guys have a way where all the parents are connected to where if you need to, I don't know if they're community boards or you actually have email access where you can like email a group of the parents and say, Hey, and get this information out to them. Maybe it's not my whole report. Maybe it's just a little information you type up or a couple of the links I put in here, a couple of the videos showing how they're teaching children that uh, genitals don't determine your gender and you can choose your gender. If you want to feel a boy one day or feel a girl one day and it's a good idea to get parents yeah, because, uh, aware. Um, because yeah, did, did, didn't you want to say something about James White too, Corey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to throw that in at the end, but... Um, <laughs> Cut you off. I ruined it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but parents need to get involved in this because they need to um, come together and be a force you know, and going and fight against this because I don't think the teachers are going to do it. I mean, their hands are somewhat tied. Um, a lot I of them are indoctrinated in that same way of thinking as well anyways. So yeah. And the ones that I know that aren't indoctrinated have gotten out of the system and are teaching separately or, you know, running STEM programs or things like that. Um, where they still want to work with children, but they don't want to have to do it under, under those circumstances, you know, those guidelines that they are, that's forced upon them because they have, you know, I've done several articles now on indoctrination of children and um, it is really scary. Like the pamphlets and the guidebooks and the information that they're giving to the schools and the teachers on how to handle the children, how to talk to them and, it's very, very manipulative. And once these kids, you know, if they're on these for a long time, they're sterilized. They can no longer have kids. That's so sad. Oh, yeah, I know. We got to do all we can to fight back against it. Doesn't matter how much it seems to go the other way. There's, there's always a solution that we got to find or try 
because give, give, giving up on anything is not the answer for this. So. No, because this is, uh, I really think that in a few years from now, you know, if we don't start reversing this, um, we're going to see Planned Parenthood opening up wings of their clinics for doing the actual transition surgeries. We've already seen a massive increase just from 2000 to 2014. It's increased fourfold. And we've got, I, I believe it's like 15 states now where Medicaid is covering, you know, breast augmentations and transitions or puberty blockers. Um, so they're getting, they're, they're, they're niching out their own little area of throughout laws and insurance policies where they wanted to be treated, want to be treated special. And they want um, through the school systems, you know, it's enforced schools now. It's law that they have to teach LGBT. Um, other schools are doing it, but they haven't yet made it law in those states. So, so they're niching into all these different areas, and they, and they do this by using discrimination um, to try and pass laws. Well, it's discriminatory, so we need this new law. And, and, and people need to stop being afraid of what they're going to be called or what people are going to think because that's their whole game. They've completely brainwashed society into feeling guilt Passive. and shame. What? They've pacified them. Yeah, well, they've they've made them feel like they need to accept everything and therefore um you're not allowed to speak out when you see manipulation happening and a community being exploited. You're not allowed to speak out because you're speaking out against that community, which is completely false. And so they've done this very, um, they've, it's, it's very divisive how they've done this. And people and need to not worry about being labeled uh, transphobic and stuff because these these little teams and little armies they've built up out there, they're going to come at you with that. And I'm telling you, you just need to not care because half of of them are brainwashed and you're not going against the transgender community. You're going against those that are exploiting it and exploiting them. 100%. Well said, Kai. Find your voice, find your strength, speak up. And we also have part four of um, Edge's Modern Medicine Report. Uh, or the, I don't have the whole title in front of me here. No, it's all good. It's the cancer within <laughs> modern medicine, part four. And this one's all about psychology. Um, I get into um, manipulation of the masses through media and through public relations, how that all started. I talk a lot about the Tavistock Institute and it perked up my ears when you mentioned a Tavistock Institute and your research of the transgender um, agenda, but they're behind a lot of social engineering and have been for decades and uh, from everything from getting people like PR with regards to getting people on board with, with uh, approving um, you know, the governments to be able to g- go into war, you know, that this happened, Tavistock Institute was involved in, in manufacturing public support for um, the U.S. to participate in World War One, World War II. Um, and so a lot of, uh, I just talk a lot about how PR was used by intelligence communities and by uh, private organizations and institutes like the Tavistock Institute to manufacture consent, basically social engineering. And, uh, and it's not just to get involved in wars. It's, it's really to shape whatever kind of uh, society that they're, they're trying to shape. So the transgender agenda falls within that. The, you know, everything that you see today as far as what has you know, developed in our society um, with regards to um, these social issues, um, you know, the racism, the, you know, everything. It, it's, it's all by design. It's through PR, you know, that, that they're manipulating the minds. So I talk about that in really the first half of the report. And um, 
how kind of it all started with Freud and uh, move through the 20th century to present day with that. And then I get into the second half of the report with mind control. And um, just, you know, obviously talking about MK Ultra and the sick, demented um, projects with regards to mind control that were conducted and that I think many of us suspect are still conducted to this day, although uh, they did claim that that um, project was shut down. Um, obviously, um, it, it, there have been other projects that appear to have stemmed from that that are still ongoing or at least continued after they had claimed that they were shut down. So talk a little bit about that as well. And um, what's really interesting is that now I'm working on this, um, this transhumanism report, which is gonna be the final segment of this series. And um, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. It, it, has, it has been on this, if you guys don't know, for at least three months now on yeah. all these reports. When they're finished, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be an absolutely great collection. Yeah, so definitely go in and like read them one after the other. It's pretty much a small book. Yeah, <laughs> I think that the the transhumanism one, and I didn't I didn't expect this, but I think it is going to be the most devastating one. I mean, like I'm shocked. I'm I'm still reeling thinking about it and how um, close we are um, to what transhumanists um, call singularity, and that to me is terrifying. Um, which the singularity is uh, basically when AI surpasses human intelligence and therefore the logical uh, consensus among transhumanists and people in that kind of camp um, is that we will need to merge with AI in order to not be superseded by it. And so Become one with the machine. Yeah, and I think that mind control projects like MK Ultra will be at that point obsolete if there is some sort of convergence with AI and that becomes a popular thing, like the next iPhone, you know? Um, yeah, my mind already moves 100 miles per hour. I don't want to tap into anything to jack that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, what's scary to me is that uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink. Um, they're looking for FDA approval to go into human trials next year, 2020. And uh, that is the beginning of, of that whole thing of reaching the singularity of basically converging AI. It's basically putting chips, uh, like a string of chips implanted in your brain where you now have a computer brain interface. Ah, uh, like many movies we've seen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 2020, next year. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think we can do a whole podcast on transhumanism, singularity. Yeah, it's Probably, crazy. Yeah, uh, it's a fascinating topic. And I think I might have differing views than you girls on a few other things. So that would definitely yeah. be interesting. Oh, that would be interesting. Because I, I, you know, I've done a lot of, uh, you know, research into, uh, you know, into the Bible prophecies. And um, when you look at um, the singularity and AI, uh, some, some biblical philosophers um, do have see a, a correlation with the biblical prophecies, end times prophecies, with AI and the singularity. And so, Interesting. I'm, 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 I'm definitely on the other side of that. Like I don't right, right. So I think we would so have an interesting conversation. I, I think we would. I think yeah. it would be very nothing wrong with healthy debate. Yep. Mm, let's that go would at be it. Good. I'll that smash you both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Bring it on, ladies. Bring it on. <laughs> well, before we close out the show, I want to put out a message. Um, I want to reach out to folks who are seasoned advocates and attorneys that fight for parents who have wrongfully had their children taken by CPS. So I have people that contact me from time to time about this. And 
And I usually try to send them over to James because James White at Northwest Liberty News has been fighting on this front for a while now. Um, he has a radio show. He gives them a voice. And he does have some contacts in various states where he can, you know, refer people to them. But we need more. We need, we need these advocates, like seasoned advocates who actually fight this, boots on the ground, that can help parents with this. Um, so I'm asking for anyone out there who knows of these groups or who is a part of one who does this to please contact James White at nwlnews at protonmail.com. And I'll put links below to uh, his website and to that email as well. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks guys for listening to us here on Dig It with Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs, the speaker and myself, the sharp edge. Please be sure to check all the links in the description below. And we are now on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Yeah, hold on.